Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high-interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing 401k millionaires, money as a hobby, and the Equifax settlement fail. Makes me think of like fail videos. You aren't a huge fan of watching people fall and bust their faces, and <laughs> you and my wife, yes. y'all love those videos. We send uh, like on Instagram, we'll, we'll totally send videos back and forth to each other, different ones that we've come across that just make us really laugh out loud. Just people busting it. Uh, well, the, the Equifax settlement was a bust, and it, we'll get to it. That was later. a bust. It was a fail. Uh, first, though, we wanted to share a quick tip with folks. Listener Julia, uh, she actually wrote into us. She let us know of uh, some medical arbitrage that she participated in. This was a success story that she wanted to share. And so her and her husband, they were looking into in vitro fertilization, and they found that it was going to cost them like $24,000. Uh, and this was just to get started down where they live. Which a- anybody who has attempted to have a baby they haven't been able to have it naturally and they look towards in vitro fertilization they have been shocked by the sticker price oh, yeah. it's 
it is dramatically expensive. It's, it's one of those expensive things, and we have always seen it as something that is expensive, something that you are willing to put down the money for, but that is actually slowly changing. Uh, Julia, her and her husband, they came across this affordable clinic called CNY Fertility, and they flew up to the location that's up there in New York, but there are locations all across the country, uh, actually, including one that's pretty close to us here in Atlanta. Uh, but these CNY clinics, they are getting prices down to a fraction of what the national average is. Uh, and Julia said that they got lucky on their first round, so they only ended up spending a total of around $12,000 for everything, and that actually included travel as well. Travel and hotel, getting up there to the clinic. Uh, they're, they're in the southern United States, uh, and they were able to do all of that for around $12,000. That's awesome. Well, Super, congrats to Julia yeah. and on their you know, growing family, but I think that's really good advice. And so I think anybody who is in this position where they say, oh, we want to grow our family, we're having a tough time, in vitro fertilization is prohibitively expensive. This is a form, we've talked about medical tourism before on the show. Yeah. Matt. We've mostly talked about it in regards to like uh, traveling internationally to have a surgery done or something like that or to, to get some to sort of dental work. Molar City, yeah. yeah Molar City, Mexico. Mexico. Head down to Colombia, whatever, and, and some people... <laughs> wrote to us and they're like that's crazy but but no there are legitimate great medical facilities in other parts of the country the united states does not have a corner on great healthcare although we have a healthcare system that provides great outcomes just expensive <laughs> it's just expensive mm-hmm. to participate and so yeah the, the great thing is you can do medical tourism here in the states you can shop domestically you don't even have to necessarily go abroad sometimes just shopping in in other regions of the country can save yep. you money so exactly it's and, definitely and like, a good success story totally and like i mentioned they are expanding and so this this group or, or whatever they've got locations all across the country it's just awesome when there are just additional options for folks it's like instead of just being stuck with the whole foods option now you've got like a, a Publix or a kroger maybe Maybe even an Aldi option. <laughs> That's probably a terrible analogy to link healthcare with the different affordable uh, grocery store options. But that's kind of how I see it. And I would totally be at least looking into some of these more lower cost options before you just plunk down the amount of money that's basically enough to put down for like a mortgage, right? Like a down payment on a house. Uh, instead, it's like, hey, let's let's see if there's more affordable options. So we are glad that we got to, to share that with folks today. Yeah. So thanks, Julia, for sending y- your money win our way. Hopefully it helps other people. And by the way, if you ever have just like a killer money win and you're like, man, Joel, I've never talked about this before, yeah. but other How to Money listeners need to know. <laughs> seriously, feel free to drop us a line. We'd love to hear it. HowToMoneyPod at gmail.com. Totally. And you know, if it's awesome, we'll share it with everybody else. Cause Especially if it's helpful and awesome. Right? Exactly. Because I, I mean- it's still great to hear from folks when they're, you know, clawing, digging their way out of debt, but especially for these <laughs> these just different ways of saving money or making money. We love hearing these stories, plus the ability to share them uh, with you, our listeners. No doubt. All right, let's, let's keep moving on, Matt. Let's get to the Friday flight. A sampling of stories that we found interesting this week and how yeah. they pertain to your money and... It's official. We are in correction territory in the stock market. Yeah. So I thought we had already entered correction territory, but that was only like a intraday period. Like, right, like right. It exactly. was that one Monday where it dipped like big time, uh, but then came back up. But we officially closed beyond that 10% down. Exactly. So, so yeah, we had an episode a couple of weeks ago about stock market volatility. We defined some terms and we figured, yeah, well, it's smart to bring it up again because you're going to start seeing these headlines mm-hmm. that say, that use the term correction.
information. And and yeah, you're right. It, they are official. They are accurate now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now they are. They might have been uh, hinting or using this word. Some people are even starting to use the the term bear market, which is different. As we're we not, talked about in that episode, yet. we're not there yet. We're not at twenty percent. But so yeah, remember as of this recording, with all that's going on, who knows? <laughs> By the end of Friday, it might be up to twenty percent down. That's a good point. Depends on when you listen to this. Let's, let's hope not. <laughs> but remember that uh, that this correction reflects a ten percent drop from the high water mark. And again, this is something that happens pretty regularly, on average, close to once a year. And so yeah, long term investors should not bat an eye. When they hear this, it sh- you shouldn't be freaking out. That being said, I do want to say volatility, it could be a mainstay for a little while, especially mm-hmm. given the the Russia-Ukraine situation, the potential yeah. for an extended conflict overseas. We don't know what the U.S. involvement is going to be. And obviously, that situation goes beyond just mere stock market and what it's doing to our net worth. It's concerning on other levels. But yeah, just want to mention, you're going to see more headlines. You're going to see more volatility in all likelihood. But yeah, if you are a How to Money listener who is invested for decades to come, it, it really shouldn't be worrisome to you at all. That's right. Uh, let's switch it up. Let's talk about commuting to work. How much time do you spend in traffic? Well, that's going to depend on well what you do, I guess, and then where you live, of course. Uh, because with the rise in working from home, some folks are spending a lot less time sitting in their car. Obviously, if you're a plumber, you're an electrician, driving to different you know job sites, you spend a lot more time on the road. But uh, TomTom, they released traffic congestion ratings, uh, and they broke it down per city. Uh, New York City, LA and Miami, they actually are the three worst cities for traffic. New York City residents who drive, they actually lost 80 hours on average sitting in their car last year. Uh, Atlanta, surprisingly, was was number 11. I thought I was expecting to see it a little bit higher. I was on thinking the list. top five, but <laughs> this uh, is probably a good thing that we're not top five. Top five yes, I, yeah, this is one Something you want to brag about. ranking that we don't want to be uh, in the top 10 on. Atlanta was number 11, but uh, the folks in our city lost more than a full work week sitting in traffic, 48 hours in 2021. Surprisingly, too, I kind of I was looking at the entire globe, not just uh, here in the U.S. Uh, and speaking of Russia and Ukraine, they both had cities in the top 10. They had five of the top 10 spots. Really? As far For as traffic. the amount of time spent in traffic, which I found really intriguing. As, as if they didn't have enough going on over there, uh, they also have to sit in terrible traffic. Have you ever seen the uh, traffic cam videos? Have we talked about that before? The, oh, yeah. <laughs> of like, I think which it, is, specifically in Russia, it's the which law. Is, which is brilliant. I mean, from a, like a, insurance, an insurance yeah. perspective to know exactly what happened. But some of those videos are nuts. But that means they have all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff, <laughs> including like media wars like shooting across the sky have you seen those videos uh-huh. big i mean because yeah it's 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 amazing just search like russia car cam meteorite or meteor uh and you'll see some crazy stuff okay uh but the study it just reinforces how smart it is to push for more flexible work hours so that you can avoid the predominant traffic patterns wherever you live uh, or just you know you can live closer to where you work whenever that is possible we often think of time spent in traffic as sort of like this necessary evil but that is not always the case there are choices that many of us make uh that can lessen the amount of time that we spend in that that bumper to bumper hell yeah yeah i was talking to a friend yesterday he's head brewer he has his own brewery and and he has a long commute what he does he wakes up really early he's like i wake up at 4 a.m i'm in the car by like 4 30 to get there so i can brew delicious beer holy cow and i appreciate the dedication but i'm like do you need to move closer to the brewery at some point because you know if he got stuck in traffic it's over an hour each way but uh yeah if he can avoid it he can get there in like 35 minutes that that, that's one of those jobs that he can't work from home and perform right like one of the interesting things they had on that chart as well is they showed the differences uh from previous years and so obviously 
this is 2021's data, right? Compared to 2020, we saw a massive increase in the amount 2020, of time. 2020, there was a lull. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the cities were shut down. People were not driving anywhere. So folks were driving a lot more last year than they were in 2020. But compared to 2019, there's actually almost all of the top cities, like the top 80 cities, for the most part, almost all of them, saw a decrease in the amount of time in traffic compared to 2019, which again, just points to the, the natural progression of more folks having more flexibility and the ability to work from home. Yeah, but a lot of folks it's are in- going back to the workplace yep. and they are commuting. And, and even if they're not, they're maybe taking their kids to school or something like that. And so I saw this interesting article, Matt, on, on the note of commuting about bike commuting and how that's kind of becoming more normal, but not just biking by yourself, biking in a group. Group biking oh, is like that. so hot right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I think that's really good because biking on your own, can be a bit daunting if you're just starting out. If you're like hitting the roads, you're commuting to work, you're trying to take your kid on a, on a, on your bike. If you're riding by yourself um, and you're riding close to cars, it can be a little scary, um, at, at least in the beginning. And largely, that's because bikeability is such a huge problem in so many cities. Yeah, there aren't good bike lanes. Not a lot of good infrastructure. Yeah, in most cities. So you're kind of like doing your best, but it's a bit frightening. And at the same time, uh, more people have turned to biking during the pandemic, given the, the stats. But there are so many people who uh, started biking over the past couple of years, and it's become a more more of a mainstay in their lives, not just as a way to get exercise, but also as a form of transportation. And we think that's great. But this article in Bloomberg highlighted that, that more folks are partaking in these group rides, and they're being referred to as bike buses, which is awesome. Like Some of these bike buses makes sense. are getting like 100 people deep. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like this massive swarm of people like a school of fish basically swimming together um, but a group on a bike and i think yeah it's great because there's a, a higher level of safety there's more fun to be had when you're riding with your friends and neighbors and i think the more people that partake in this the more likely we are to see our elected officials take notice and start to create the infrastructure that's necessary to make proper bike lanes more accessible to everyday folks and so yeah if you're tired of the traffic congestion where you live but you've been hesitant to do more bike commuting maybe that idea has frightened you just a little bit maybe forming a local bike bus is the answer riding in a a group with a pool of folks yeah totally yeah here in atlanta it makes me think of this thing that's called critical mass and this isn't like a daily thing uh by any means i think they do it like once a week it's i think it's it's one friday a month it's like the last friday of the month or the or something like that but like hundreds of i mean literally hundreds of folks gathered together at this one park downtown Atlanta and they you know they do a ride around the city uh, and you know you get noticed when <laughs> when there are that many of you uh, I agree it is a, a way to be safer as long as everyone is biking in a controlled manner uh, <laughs> because I could also imagine like some crazies maybe like getting out of hand and you, you don't want to take down some of the bikes around you as well so Makes me think of that Tour de France start where oh that my gosh. lady was holding the sign <laughs> in the street and there's just this massive pile up like what a terrible thing yeah uh, question Joel should money be a hobby what do you think um depends in what way i think i think for most of our listeners for you and me it is a hobby it's and certainly an interest of ours it's why a healthy we, hobby for us <laughs> it's a necessary hobby since this is what we do now <laughs> right uh a lot of how to money listeners i think are fascinated enough by just all the different intricacies of money and you know like honestly even if we stop posting this podcast which isn't going to happen reading about money will it'll always be something that i do i'm pretty intrigued by the concept of money, all the things that we can learn and apply. Uh, Vox, they actually published an article asserting that for lots of folks who are kind of like in their 20s and their 30s, money is becoming a hobby, but in a different way, not the way that <laughs> that it's a hobby for us. Instead of reading you know, articles and blogs about behavioral money psychology, the nuances of investing, Joel, like literally you're reading an economics textbook. 
these hobbyists, they are turning to crypto, to NFTs, to sports gambling for their money hobby fix. It's sort of like turning a, a hobby, though, into a nightmare in my book. Yeah, some people might call my economic textbook reading a nightmare, but I find joy in it. Um, but <laughs> it's just a, an easy way to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. I think, yeah, if, if we're turning our money hobby into the speculative endeavors, it does become more nightmarish. And and yeah, I mean, what could go wrong, really, investing in NFTs and gambling on your phone? Uh, plenty, as I'm sure a lot of folks have seen, especially when it comes to where Bitcoin is currently sitting and uh-huh. all the different cryptocurrencies. Exactly. You can lose money. And so, yeah, one of the best lines in that article said, uh, and I quote, if Instagram turned us all into photographers than what the internet has done to traditional banking has turned us all into finance bros. <laughs> it's like the best line. It is. And it's so, it's so true as well because it's something that is incredibly accessible. It's too accessible uh, in the same way that cameras on our phones are. Exactly. And it's interesting that the writer listed sports gambling as one of these finance hobbies among her list. I think we, we talked in depth for a little while about sports gambling a few months back, Matt. There's a lot of potential downsides. But all of these money obsessions look a lot more like speculation than traditional investing. Yeah. And yet this article chronicled the severe downsides that so many folks are experiencing when they turn to online gambling. And yes, that includes buying NFTs and cryptocurrency. We kind of lump those things together in a lot of ways. And one of the it's lines... De- it's definitely not proven yet. Right. right? Like it's, it's one thing if we had decades worth of charts in history <laughs> to, to point to, to alleviate some of the concerns, uh, you're like, okay, I, I, I see where we are in, in this sort of cycle. There's a lot of folks who just study charts, but we do not have that kind of information. We don't have that history when it comes to these new forms of investing. And even with crypto, where it could be a valid place to put a small amount of your investment money, the problem is the way people <laughs> are yep. buying, selling, trading cryptocurrency. It might be an asset class that's worth having some exposure to, but people are using it improperly. And yeah, Another line from that article was, uh, it isn't too late to become an overnight crypto millionaire or to cash out on an incredible lucky bet. It's just highly unlikely that that person will be you. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what we're, we're saying here. Um, we think that money as a hobby can be a great thing. But uh, make sure that you're getting a well-rounded education and that you're taking a level-headed approach to ensure that you don't wreck your personal finances in the process. I think there are a lot of people right now who are just excited about these new ways to invest their money, these future-oriented mechanisms, and just the, the ease and the fun that can be had by investing um, in digital art or by gambling on your phone, especially like some of these some of these apps are giving you hundreds of dollars just to try it out. But that can quickly spiral into something terribly negative for your finances. You've got to keep it in check and it's okay for money to be a hobby. But I think for a lot of these people, it's more than a hobby and it's an addiction and it's a, it's a bad one. Exactly. And it's bound to wreck their personal finances as well. We actually, we're going to talk some more about some other investing stories uh, after the break, including some cryptocurrency fees, stable coins. We're going to get to that. Uh, Uh, and a few other stories right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. 
That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Cachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Cachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Cachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Cachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Cachava. Just go to Cachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pumped for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, we're back. Uh, we're continuing our Friday flight, the different stories we've come across this week and how they're going to impact your money. Joel, it's time now for our ludicrous headline of the week. And this one comes from the Washington Post. The headline reads, Equifax data breach settlement gives millions free credit monitoring. Well, that sounds nice. That sounds promising. <laughs> that doesn't, that's who, not ludicrous, who, right? Who doesn't like free stuff? I like free uh, stuff. So everyone might remember, well, I don't know. It, this was a while ago, actually, the, uh, the Equifax data breach. It was a few years ago at this point, um, 2017, I think. It feels so long ago, honestly, at this point. Well, as uh, it makes me think of Dr. Martin Luther King, he said that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Well, after years of lawyers doing lawyering stuff, <laughs> a final settlement has been achieved um, with Equifax. But the scoop is that even though Equifax, they gathered, they held, and then they failed to secure our personal information as hackers breached their databases, 
the penalty Equifax will uh, endure is criminally minimal. If, if you were affected by the breach, and you probably were since uh, I, th I think it was over 150 million folks were affected by that breach, you get free credit monitoring for a few years. Uh, I think four years to be exact. But we think this is pretty pathetic <laughs> because credit monitoring is, is nearly worthless. And if you get an email about signing up, we, we think, honestly, it's wise to just delete it. Yeah, I like free stuff, but when the free thing you give me is completely worthless, then I'm going to be upset, right? It's like, here's my old pair of socks, my crusty <laughs> pair of socks. That That's a free gift that I would turn down. And yeah, the, the consequences of this breach were that your information was floating around the internet, and it's going to create more sophisticated attempts to scam you out of your money. I refuse to believe that I'm alone in the emails that I get <laughs> where people are trying to uh, do, pull various scams, pull the wool over my eyes. It's commonplace these days. Yeah. And part of that is because of Equifax's negligence. And yeah, one scam email going around right now literally is trying to get you to sign up for fake credit monitoring in order to steal more of your information. <laughs> and they're kind of using this Equifax settlement as bait for you. So yeah, if oh you're a, a long time How to Money listener, you've probably heard us talk about freezing your credit. It's basically not locking it far better. Freezing it. Yeah. That's and, what you want to it's, do. It's like way, way better in every single way than these credit monitoring services. So yeah, we have an article that I wrote up on the website uh, letting you know how to do it. And it's completely 100% free anyway, always. And, and yeah, maybe one of these days the credit bureaus will actually be held responsible for their actions because they're causing real world harm to hundreds of millions of folks. I'm not holding my breath, but yeah, when you look at this settlement, it certainly feels like justice was not done, that Equifax was not actually held accountable. While at the same time, there's a ton of collateral damage that all of us are feeling. That's right. Yeah. So speaking of settlements, actually, let's talk about one in the crypto space for a second. Crypto company BlockFi, they've reached a $100 million settlement with the SEC. Uh, and so let's kind of explain what happened here. Basically, those stable coin savings accounts weren't actually savings accounts. These are the different accounts that are tied to cryptocurrencies that some of the different brokerages and online uh, investing platforms are offering. The SEC, they didn't have any regulations in place for accounts like this. Uh, and they seem to be retroactively penalizing BlockFi for moving too quickly in the space. I, we're not big fans of these stablecoin accounts, mostly because they are riskier than you're made to believe, and they're not FDIC insured. In uh, a phrase that's always helpful to remember in personal finance is that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And earning 8% or more in this current low interest rate environment that we're in, it comes with significant trade-offs. We want you to only stick money in those accounts with that recognition. Your emergency fund should definitely not be in an account like this. Um, and you know the Wild West nature of crypto and DeFi should definitely give you some pause before investing at all. I like how you said before investing at all, Matt, because that is the whole problem is that these were billed kind of as savings accounts. Uh, yeah. And they there's made confusion it, around it. Yeah. They, it made it look like, hey, this is exactly like what you get. And one of the big banks, but they're paying you 0.01, we're paying you 8%. But the fact is, they're not savings accounts. They're not FDIC insured. There's a whole lot more risk that you're taking on. And there's a potential for loss of the money that you stick into those accounts. Totally. And that was just, yeah, not, not made clear enough for everyday uh, consumers. Let's keep talking about crypto for, for one more second. Because, yeah, speaking of the quickly changing landscape, Speaking of the wild, wild west. There's a, the cryptocurrency exchange fees are not set in stone either, and they're actually getting more expensive. Venmo just announced
announced that it's now charging a flat fee for crypto transactions starting on March 21st. And on first pass, you might think, that's terrible. I used to be able to trade crypto for free. And guess what? I can still do that on Robinhood. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to keep doing it there. But then you might start thinking, well, actually, maybe this is a good thing because maybe it's better to just know the flat fee that I'm paying and have that transparency rather than not knowing what you're paying to Robinhood right. because there's a buy-sell spread. And that's how Robinhood is making money. Well, except for the fact that Venmo is still charging a spread fee on top of this transaction yeah. fee. <laughs> Basically, they're double dipping. And I think we've made it known that we hate fees. They're lame. We'd like to see them eliminated wherever possible. So just proceed with caution here. Make yeah. sure you read the fine print. Like, how much is it actually costing you to make that uh, cryptocurrency transaction? Because it's starting to get more expensive some places. And again, we'll never tire of saying this. Keep your cryptocurrency exposure in check. That's right. Keep it to a minimum. Uh, Joel, let's move on to some better news. There's now a record number of 401k millionaires oh, walking nice. around. Yeah. Uh, if only there was an easy way to you know, figure out who they are so you can hit them up for some money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get 20 bucks? No. Uh, How do you think I became a millionaire? Lending 20 bucks to everybody? This is uh, this is news that was according to Fidelity Investments. They report that the number of 401k and IRA millionaires is at an all-time high. Maybe we've actually seen that number decrease a little bit over the past couple weeks. Uh, but in the, it's yeah, the these same. were the end of Q4 results. So. Yeah, yeah. Basically, at the end of 2021, where before we entered January. <laughs> so some of those millionaires are no longer millionaires. Uh, but the, the same was true, though, of folks who have more than a million dollar balance in their TSP, which is an awesome retirement account for many federal employees and for military personnel as well. Uh, but what does this tell us? Uh, I think that largely the stock market, it's been on a tear over the past decade, and that rising tide is lifting all boats. Uh, but this also tells us, I think, that becoming a millionaire is something that a lot of everyday folks like us can realistically achieve achieve over our lifetimes. Yeah, man, it's always nice to hear a story that of somebody who ended up succeeding in a big way, but who encountered a, a, a bunch of failures along the way. I'm thinking about Mike, Michael Jordan, who didn't make his high school basketball team oh. originally, right? But then he goes on to University of North Carolina, becomes probably the greatest basketball player of all time. Well, seeing that there's these hundreds of thousands of people who are IRA and 401k millionaires, it's it's kind of like that Michael Jordan story. Mm -hmm. It's inspirational in the fact that like, wait a second, normal everyday folks can do this. They can pull it off. Yep. And Just with those boring old retirement accounts. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the, the big takeaway is that you don't have to take risky bets in order to become yeah. a millionaire. Just that regularly stocking away money in that tax advantaged account week after week, month after month, year after year, it sounds so lame. <laughs> it sounds, you're like, okay, cool. Am I actually going to get there? Super sexy. But a lot of people that take this strategy actually get there. So yeah. uh, on top of that record millionaire data, Fidelity reports that almost four in 10 folks increased their 401k contribution last year. So yeah, more than half of Gen Zers took that route. So yeah, those people in their early 20s in the workforce, they've been bumping up the rate that they're putting towards investments too. And that's just another thing to, to, that needs to hit home here is bumping up your contribution by just 1%. It sounds like it's not a big deal. Like it's not going to have an impact. Like 1% of anything feels like almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. But these small acts of prioritizing your future, they eventually pay off in helping you reach that millionaire retirement account status. So yeah, just realize there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that are that are doing this, they're achieving it. And, and not everybody needs that much money in retirement, wants to even hit that status. But to see those numbers stack up and to see that more and more people are able to get there and just kind of through those regular paycheck contributions, it's informative and, and it's inspiring. 
That's right. All right, Joe, let's uh, get to our last story that we wanted to talk about today. I, I feel like we've talked smack about subscriptions lately. We've seen Netflix, they, they raise the fee for their monthly subs. Amazon, they raise the prime membership fee by 20 bucks. Subscriptions in general are so easy to forget about, right? Like there is a, a pretty strong chance that a lot of folks who are listening right now uh, that they have a recurring subscription that they've even forgotten about, which is costing them money every single month. Yep. Uh, that's why tracking your spending every single month, why it's important. Yeah, look at those credit card statements to make sure See, that you're like not paying for something yeah, that you don't use. Cancel that subscription if you find it and you're not getting any value from it. But I wanted to mention uh, this new subscription that might actually make sense for some maybe some of, some of our besties out there who live on the West Coast, and that's a subscription to fly around California, specifically maybe a little bit of Nevada, for a monthly fee. Uh, and this is from Alaska Air. For $49 a month, uh, you can have up to 24 round trips over the course of a year. Uh, <laughs> I almost feel like this should almost be like a, this is like a faux ludicrous headline of the week. Uh, what would you do, Joel? Is this something that you think you would take advantage of? Probably not, just okay. just because I don't fly that as much. Uh, but if I, let's say I lived in one of these cities where Alaska Air flies in California, yeah, and I have family in only, Reno. They're the only airline based out west. Yeah, so I would be like, I would totally be taking advantage of this. I think for some folks, it makes sense because you can, if you're a heavy user of, uh, if you're at the airport at least once a month, then um, trying, you know, getting around parts of those West Coast yeah. where Alaska Air flies. This is an awesome deal. This is one of those really cool subscriptions, but you have to be one of those people that's actually going to use yeah. it. Well, one of the reasons is because the, your credits don't roll over. And so you're locked in for a year. Once it's gone, it's gone. You so. get to use, what, two a month, I think, or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think pay attention to the details. Make sure you're actually going to yeah, use it. Exactly. But if you are, then you could potentially save a lot of money using a subscription uh, service to fly. So not all subscription services are created equal. Some are better than others. <laughs> and if you're a frequent flyer, then this could be perfect for you. It would not be perfect for me because like you, we have very young kids and the thought of like traveling twice a month to like maximize the value that you would get out of this sounds ludicrous. But if like, but if like <laughs> Southwest did something like this, right? They fly nationwide and even to Can you sign up for like international a, Can you sign up for like the one flight a year uh, <laughs> <laughs> subscription? Because like maybe I would be able to do that. Say, once our kids have we flown the fly. nest and you know we're empty nesters, I could totally see yeah. doing that if it's like 150 bucks a month, 200 bucks a month, but you get like 24 flights. You can go wherever you want to go and you have that kind of flexibility. There are some people who are either really young who have yeah. very few things to tie them down or people who are a little bit older than us. Like we're just kind of in the thick of it here with a bunch of kiddos running around. Yeah, I, I sort of like the aspirational aspect of this membership, right? Because if you know, if you've decided that like, you know what, we're going to travel more this year and there is an airline and they're flying to a bunch of cities that you want to fly in. <laughs> it's sort of like signing up to go to a gym, like almost where it's like, well, dang it, I'm paying the money. Like we, we should do this. But at the same time, we, we don't want you to fall prey to the, you know, the sunk cost fallacy. We don't want you to be doing stuff. Even if you've already spent that money in this case, you can't, I don't think you can get your money back. You can't cancel early. So again, like Joel said, make sure you read all the fine details. Yeah, we'll link to the press release from Alaska Air in our show notes. Uh, up, they'll be up on our website at howtomoney.com, along with links to some of the other stories that we talked about on the show today. That's right. So that's going to be it for today. We hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday, where we are going to be speaking with, uh, we've got a great interview lined up for you with Paco de Leon. We're going to talk about being a creative freelancer, getting paid what you're worth, the mental shift that needs to take place in how we view our money. Uh, it's a really great conversation. Looking forward to sharing that one with y'all. But Joel, until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out.
Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.